Chapter thirty two of Clinical Medicine for Nurses by Paul H. Ringer, A.B. M.D. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter thirty two Pernicious Anemia and Leukemia. Pernicious anemia is quote, a chronic and usually fatal disease of unknown origin producing, especially in elderly men, paroxysms of intense anemia and usually degeneration of the spinal cord. Unquote. Cabot. The cause of pernicious anemia is as yet unknown. Many factors have been suggested, and some authorities believe it to be the result of an infection resembling, in a way, syphilis. This theory is based upon the following factors. 1. Fever occurring in pernicious anemia. 2. Enlargement of the spleen. 3. Frequency with which the spinal cord is attacked. 4. Beneficial effects of arsenic, and especially of salverson, given in a manner similar to that employed when treating syphilis. The pathology of the disease is complicated and obscure, and will not be dealt with. The disease is not uncommon, affects mainly individuals between 40 and 60 years of age, and is found in men twice as frequently as in women. Symptoms A characteristic of pernicious anemia is its insidious onset. General weakness is complained of in every case. The early cases are extremely difficult to recognize but when the condition is moderately advanced the patient's color is very suggestive a yellowish pallor is present the patient having a dead waxy tinge different from that seen in other forms of anemia it is a color that must be seen to be appreciated no amount of description can do it full justice in connection with general weakness the patient also complains of other symptoms some of which are characteristic of any severe anemia others of which point more or less directly to the pernicious type those symptoms present in any severe anemia are dyspnea palpitation headache vertigo and less frequently edema those symptoms more or less characteristic of pernicious anemia are 1. Gastrointestinal attacks or crises, paroxysms of severe abdominal pain, practically uninfluenced by treatment, passing off at the end of a variable length of time and often followed by a period of improvement. 2. Diarrhea, continuous or paroxysmal. 3. Symptoms suggestive of Tebes dorsalis, locomotor ataxia, QV. Usually there is but slight loss of weight as compared with the general weakness. The most characteristic symptoms of pernicious anemia are to be found in the blood. The total quantity of blood is lessened. Blood pressure is extremely low. On pricking the finger, the drop of blood may look quite red but its watery condition is at once apparent the red cells are usually found to be below 
two million to the cubic millimeter normal being from four point five million to five million the hemoglobin may be fifty percent of normal while the red cells may be but forty or thirty percent of normal this condition is characteristic of pernicious anemia and is the result of nature's effort in view of the very great destruction of red cells to supply each remaining cell with as great a percentage of hemoglobin as possible in addition it may merely be mentioned in passing that the outlines of the red cells are irregular instead of being smooth and round that the average size of the red cells is increased due to young immature forms being cast into the circulation to make up for the loss in cells and that red cells containing nuclei are found the course of the disease is characterized by periods of marked improvement followed by periods of increase in all symptoms the blood picture varies with the general symptoms sometimes improving to a remarkable degree only to grow worse again the outlook for permanent recovery is bad but if the patient reacts satisfactorily to treatment life may be maintained for several years the blood picture rarely if ever reaches normal but periods of improvement may last from three months to two years treatment rest in bed for a time fresh air food in abundance are of course indicated the general management is very similar to that employed in pulmonary tuberculosis qv arsenic is the one drug that seems to exert a favorable effect on the course of the disease most physicians have their favorite preparations and mode of administration the three following preparations have found the most favor one fowler's solution by mouth two cacodylate of sodium hypodermically three salverson or neosalverson intravenously attention should also be directed toward the intestinal tract with a view to keeping it as clean as possible by means of colon lavage and intestinal antiseptics leukemia this is a disease of one of the blood-forming organs especially the bone marrow nothing is known as to its causation the condition is rare there are two main classes one myeloid two lymphoid one myeloid symptoms one enlarged spleen usually reaches the navel may extend into the pelvis two dyspnea three intestinal disturbances due to pressure from enlarged spleen and to dragging of the spleen on its ligaments four general loss of strength five blood picture leukocytes enormously increased in numbers usually three hundred thousand to one million five hundred thousand per cubic millimeter normal four thousand to seven thousand abnormal forms known as myelocytes present in large numbers moderate anemia two lymphoid symptoms may be acute and begin with weakness fever and hemorrhages from various portions of the body may be glandular enlargement dyspnea 
spleen enlarged, less so than in myeloid form, but almost always present. Blood picture. Leukocytes markedly increased, averaging about 180,000 per cubic millimeter and consisting practically entirely of lymphocytes. Course. These two forms of leukemia are generally chronic from the start and usually end fatally, though, as in the case of pernicious anemia, there are frequently extended periods of improvement. Treatment. X-ray treatment at the hands of an experienced operator has given the best results. No drug exerts any appreciable effect on the course of the malady. End of chapter 32